0: And it was great. It got half, got through the halfway point. I was sort of like, Yeah, I'm tired, but I feel good here. You know, still okay. And uh, I was running on 16, 17 well I feel great here. And I think I actually got that buzz in. I, was, I sort of got the 18 mile and I got, was getting the buzz in. The crowds, the whole, right, what point is I supposed to hurt at here? Because I'm not hurting. Mm, brilliant. And then I started to nudge up then. It goes, Right, go start to up the 6 15 in case 10 18 19, uh, seven round up here so then I got the 20 mile and I was talking to Paul he says you get the
1: 20 mile He says you can do whatever you want. That's Wesley McDowell and this is the inspirational runners podcast. He lost four and a half stone and ground out some amazing PBs in 2003. But at the age of 41, he knocked those times out of the park, taking his 5k from 19 minutes 23 to 16.37, his 10k from 38 minutes to 33.55, and a half from 89 minutes to 77 minutes. A marathon from 3 hours 39 to 2 hours 45 minutes and 38 seconds. Wesley is just a runner on form. In this podcast, I try to pull out the secret formula that surrounds his phenomenal progression. Part of Paul Pollock's Dream Run Dublin team, it was interesting to hear how his training was structured and what he does and doesn't do to progress his running performance. Before we start, I'd like to give our sponsors for the run a shout-out. Their last race of the winter series is in Castlewellan on the 23rd of February. Hard to believe this is race eight of eight, which is a close to the series. This is a great event and a great place to hope to see you all there. With great pleasure, I bring you Wesley McDowell. You're talking about Nigel McKibben there, like, I've never really performed well in my marathon running. And Nigel loves all his stats and his data. And you know he's watching you. You know, you go over the 10k mark, you're, tra- you're on track, you go over the half k, spot on, like, you know, 30k mark, perfect. Yeah. And then I've, I disappear. <laughs> Between 30 and 42k, where's he gone? And I always have it in my head, bloody Nigel's watching me, like... <laughs> And he's like, "What? Where did you go to? Like, you know, so you're talking about then. You show me a few clippings there about Northern Ireland. So, did you run cross country in school? Is that where it all started off? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I
0: had a start off. At primary school, I had a start off in primary school. I you know, I hated hated running. I had actually been nearly last, and all. You know the uh, sports yeah. races and stuff. And I just absolutely hated. it. And then about when I was about seven years of age, I started with the running club.
1: So the was summertime. Was that the Drumore club it was then? The Dremore club, yeah. So they have a good youth. Sort
0: of. Yeah, yeah. It was small at the time. Now it's not a, yeah. what it, what it was bigger as it is now. And I can remember uh, then was my auntie and my uncle who was going down to Lisburn, ten k, and they said, "I go down." And I was like seven years of age running ten k. I don't even think would even love anybody. Here, right? I think you got to be sixteen. So that's where it sort of all started off. Now, I'd won a couple of races when I was says right now, sort of eight, seven, eight, and then mm-hmm. I stopped again. Were you enjoying it then? Yeah, it was, it was just, yeah, I didn't yeah. know anything else, only just to sort of run. And Did I, you know anybody else that was doing it
1: or were you just like, sort of soloing it at the time? I was
0: sort of soloing it, you mm-hmm. know, in, t- in the time. And, and then uh, I'd, say I'd, I'd quit for a couple of years and then just before we started high school. Decided to uh, give us run to go. It'll be good for me, you know, coming into high school and back to the
1: club. And um, that's pretty good at a young age, like too, isn't it? you because know, you're like ten or eleven years of age. Like, were you playing any team sports back then, sort of football and? No,
0: no. Say no. Just, just the running.
1: Uh, but it did stand by me. Then when yeah. I went into high school, you no, know, I was able to. Oh, know, definitely, like especially that age when you don't like my son's eleven. Just checking now. Was eleven yet? Yeah. <laughs> And then, um, you know, he does a few park runs and we'll do a few Bonder Runs, sort of 5Ks. And you can really see how that stands by him, you know, when people around his age don't do that. Yeah. You know, he's up Donald when he's like seven or eight years of age and silly things like that there. It does, it sort of starts building that little bit of base. like. Yeah, it does say I was hopeless, I'd say I was hopeless at, at football, mm-hmm.
0: but because of my running background and because of my speed then at the time, I was, say I was... It was, it was nearly first choice in on the football teams and rugby teams and stuff like that yeah the time but i think we got that stage now when i got 13 or 14 when it was in school you know we used to play rugby a lot it was up and then it just got too too much and i had to pack a rugby in because it was, mm. was hurting my legs and stuff and i was getting tackled and then it was you know, we were getting injured and yeah. you know at the time then you know, i was you know, running for ulster and Ireland and stuff so so
1: right at that early age you were sort of picked up to so your cross country coming into first and second year, then um, you're saying it held uh, by you. you starting to like, win races or being in the spirit and sort of finishing?
0: Yeah, well, say first year at school, it was say I won the county down, the districts championships, and then I also went into the Ulsters and I finished 10th in my first year. Schools didn't really suit me too much because I'm I'm a June baby. And yeah. you're nearly given nearly a whole year If you just that that month yeah. in July you thought So it doesn't really suit me that much now, but say
1: now as you get older, I was getting the second, third year. And you are actually a year behind everybody <laughs> else, aren't you? Yeah. It does have it does make a big difference, like mm-hmm. um moving into your second year then, like that kicked off pretty Quickly, really, didn't it? It like, did, yeah, yeah. The school's cost companies are tough.
0: Like, they are, because everybody, you know what I mean? Everybody in, at school does. If you show any sign at all of any talent, you're through it. You know. yeah. And
1: did you find it like. Were you really enjoying the competitiveness of it at that age? Yeah, I would say, you know what I
0: mean? Definitely, it was, it was a competitive age where you from your no age like you just wanted to win races mm-hmm. you know and the guys known i was in my second third year i was, was say at the time i was running against i was sort of nearly finished third a lot of times behind a guy called austin Finn and, and uh, another guy timothy whiteside and then two were probably in the top 10 if not the top three or two in in britain at the time you know, they're just fantastic, fantastic runners. Like, and I think, like, Timothy Whiteside, his, he, he still holds the 800-meter junior record at the school championships, like, what's Jeez, that, 30 years year. later or something? like or, That's crazy, isn't that? You know, that's the competition I was against in those Adiers, and then I it was, say, uh, mm-hmm. I was a junior I was, baby, I was sort of... Believe in that, would have stood day, by
1: you, wouldn't it? Having that sort of raw competition, just sitting there ahead of you, something always to try and reach for rather than being way out in the field, like, and sort of, it, it can tend to, like, ease, let people ease off a little bit, um, so you talked there about selection into Northern Ireland, into the, the cross country, back at that age, um, how did that come about? Like, how was, the, how was that selection process? Was it just through the sort of all Selection,
0: say so you started off in, the, your district championships, the down district championships, uh, your their team your schools team, you could get through that way. Or they took the top sorta of six individuals or top eight individuals. Mm. So for me most of the time it was it was an individual race. You know, I think it was maybe once or twice the school the team did get through into the Ulster finals. And then when you get the Ulster finals and basically then you was know, the top Brilliant. eight top ten individuals and went to all Ireland. What age we then? So yeah, it was, was, it was that run for year, it? From the All Irelands, I think they took them from second year, third year in school. I think it meant I made every All Ireland race. Oh, that's right
1: like, that must have been a great buzz back then. Like you must have loved that. Oh I did that was you did know, they give yeah, you I don't f- think
0: you knew you hang out so just run. That was mm, yeah. <laughs> that
1: was it. Did you find yourself um, then it, it must drive you like make you so Self motivated, like going for runs and things like that after school and stuff like that. Yeah, probably took me away from the schoolwork. Yeah. But <laughs> well, if you think about it, this day and age where you've got so many distractions, like the PlayStations and stuff like that, you know, like it'd be the last thing in your mind to come in and sit and, like, I can't wait to get on the PlayStation for a couple of hours. Yeah, that, right?
0: like no, I can remember, like, we were coming from school the school bags were three under the corner and you're straight out and mm-hmm. say we had neighbours beside us like we'd basically turned the field into a football pitch and we were playing football spending the summertime playing football let's say what half six back home chains right away to the run club here mm-hmm. and you had done your train to the run club and you you were back
1: home and right he's getting our, our football in here before it gets started it's either a bedtime or you're hungry is the two reasons <laughs> why you came into the house like and that was it wasn't it <laughs> Um, it's such a different dynamic now but I suppose a good way of getting introduced into it is sort of joining clubs like Drummore who have such a good youth entry point um, did you have much success then in the shirt when you were at that age or yeah, stiff competition back then like, so the schools I was
0: up against a good lot of boys and uh, i trying to figure it out so junior, junior, under 15s School. Oh, oh, I end up. I won it, the cross country. You won the cross country. Yeah, the also schools as a thirteen, fourteen-year-old, and then I won the senior boys cross country. So in the under, it was under twenties. I was sixteen. That's unbelievable. I won it too. And I never won All Ireland. I was fourth, uh, um, fourth or fifth in All Ireland cross country. Uh run against I think I was a fourth year run against fifth years and already young for my age. It was near getting yeah. some of these guys near two years. That was probably run. I would say one of the best races I've ever, ever run. Now there was a separate event, it was the Ulster Sports Council, where your birthdays started in January. So that put Right, okay. Some of the other guys out Um, I think of between eight hundred meters, fifteen hundred meters and cross country titles, I reckon are probably 20, over 20. Wow. Those tables titles, Northern Ireland, those titles, that. That's unreal. So I did.
1: So you drifted away from London
0: a little bit, did you? When I was 17, just basically turned 17, it
1: was like, just that was it. Too close to Van Bridge, you see. Too <laughs> <laughs> close to Van Bridge. <laughs> so that was it, when you came to like 15, 16, 17, you started... Uh, I suppose exploring what life's all about, and all and you sort of drifted
0: yeah, away. Drifted away. I don't think there was anything there to keep. It. It's just you get into because
1: it's different. Enjoyment when out of
0: it. Yeah. You were always wanting to win. There was no enjoyment there. There was nothing. Unless you were going to be at a real top level. Yeah, you could have gone on. Maybe could have got the Commonwealth Games or something. Got like there or whatever. Olympics, I don't know, maybe I'm one of the not yet 15, I think the, mm-hmm. the, the races were too quick for me. But uh, for you, you had to make a living, you know, you mm-hmm. were sort of get to that age where, like, I
1: need a job here, what am I going to do? It's a confusing time in your life as well. It's yeah. like you never really know what you're going to do. Just that really many manage. distractions,
0: and that's unfortunately for athletics
1: because yeah. there is no money in it. Yeah, even we're now picking, when you see the the Olympians and people that have Just like, it's phenomenal. Like the condition and the performance that some of these people put out and the hard work that they have to put into that. And the money's not there to support it, which is a bit unfortunate. When you look at the footballing world and people getting 250,000 pounds, like a week, yeah, but some of these athletics, people like them, what they're able to put out, like if you think of a two hour, one minute marathon, like the performance, that individual performance, like oh, is it's unbelievable. And, you know, I don't know what they pick up to win a marathon, like the likes of like, yeah. like, I don't know, pennies, yeah. 12 grand, I
0: don't know what it is. Like, Anyone it even ever
1: looked that far? When
0: I was that age, you were just looking, track, 800, 1500 mm-hmm. meter races. That's that's sort of what you were you were aiming for. Even though I knew you hadn't got the speed for 815, you were mm-hmm. sort of like well 5,000, but never ever crossed my mind that Right, so go on, maybe concentrate and look at a, a marathon, you know, you yeah. just, you never looked at that, you know. No, you know ver- it's a very small group it, of people. It was, sort of. say, words, Europeans, yeah. that sort of level you were looking at, you know. It's a totally
1: different scene than it is now, obviously, yeah. like, the, the way the race scene is now. So 17 you saw it drifted away, at what stage then, or what was the influence then that made you think about it leasing up again?
0: I think it was near 15 stone. <laughs>
1: Wait. Jeez. What weight are you now? Um, 10, 7, 10, 8. That's unreal. So took a while to get down. Is now, it your first midlife crisis? Yeah. I, I, I yes. told somebody once that, uh, you know, what started me running was my midlife crisis, and they said, no, that's only your first midlife crisis. <laughs> There's many more to come, <laughs> so don't worry. So what ate me then, with, when stone, you were 15 still
0: and you decided to do something about it? it was
1: just 35, 36,
0: 35. Jeez. That's good, like... Mm-hmm. Two kids there as well, just suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of you. actually got, the, well maybe gave him marathon a marathon ago, go. And that's what sort of got me back into it. And wow. I started training in January, for Bella, signed up then for the... Just for some to say, well, we oh my daddy done a marathon, that
1: sort of thing. Yeah. And to help get a bit of fitness back as well like, yeah
0: because obviously when you run about with them you get very tired mm. <laughs> especially when you haven't done anything
1: but it it's true like I, I found myself coming home in the evenings and after work because i was the same as well as a couple of stone heavy actually and um after dinner you just wanted to sit down and go to sleep you were tired and you knew your lifestyle wasn't really suited it's something that had to change mm. like but you, you came on very quickly because that's one thing the run rankings. Have you ever seen the run ranking?
0: Yeah, don't. My name's much. not on it. I was like, why is my name not there?
1: <laughs> but what's really good, like, cause it's around 2011, 2012, then yeah, you saw Yeah, of came, sort back, of came back. Came yeah, back yeah. yeah. into it. Okay. Now, there was a there was a good jump between 2012, 2013, but I really want to talk about 2013 to 2018. And, like, very quickly, you you were coming off of really good times. Like, so in 2013, your 5k pace was around 19.23, which is really good. 2018 was 16.37. Um, some of these times might be wrong, by the way. No, so, no, no, no. Um, Perfect. 2013, 10k was 38 minutes. But you did, like, in 2012, it was around 41.5. Yeah, I so thought you are so actually a, a 44, 45, 10k. Yeah. So, 1.00 t- as well. It was like... Two thousand thirteen you brought down to thirty eight minutes, but in eighteen it was thirty-three fifty-five, it was a phenomenal time, like and then you had done a half in thirteen and eighty-nine minutes. But in eighteen it was seventy-seven minutes. And then the marathon, I don't know, was that your first marathon in twenty thirteen? No. That was the first marathon was the one that got me back in. What run. time was that? 3:39. Three thirty nine. That was two thousand thirteen, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. so three thirty nine. So that was that was still an amazing time. Like um, in two thousand eighteen, it was two hours forty five minutes, like yeah, thirty eight yeah, seconds. Yeah. Like the difference in those five years, like is phenomenal the yeah. progression, and I suppose that's what I really wanted to get out of this podcast. Um the sort of difference between then and now and how your performance has really improved. Cause now you're, you're 41, 41 right? 41, now, 41 yeah. years of age. And it used to be, people used to think, you know, you, it's your late twenties, you know, when you're knocking out these pieces, but all that's starting to change. Now you see the likes so of Gary Hanlon and yourself, like yeah, these times, the times, but you know, I think he's 44 now, yeah, 43 around yeah, 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 218 yeah, and yeah. then 44 around 217. I told him like, by the ages of 58, he's going to break himself two hours. <laughs> he keeps that up. like, um, But that miss gone now. It's not about, you know, being young and fast. Because when you start running, you think yourself around 35, right? I need to get, and you get a bit of momentum around 36, yeah. 37. I need to get my times now because I'm, I'm going to be 40 soon. That miss well, it's yeah. squashed and knocked out of the park now. It is. Um, did you find that you lost the weight came off very very quickly then for 15 stone because no, the 3.39 marking I
0: didn't really like I was doing the first sort of couple of years I was, I was sitting, around, always sitting around 12 and a half 13 stone for a good few years and then say I was just training myself I wasn't doing anything mm-hmm. major and then say I decided about two years ago to join the running club go back to it and back into it again and then sort of that's where the 2016 I was going pretty well, I actually got my PB, my 10k PB down to 36.06 and then I had a real good cross country season I think at the time and I come back and I, I probably done a hamstring and it basically popped me out for a good lot of 2017 yeah, you It's know, a it was nightmare not it? Out it, was, it was a nightmare to get rid of, like. a real mm. nightmare and i would say actually just before it sort of nearly got me in to that paul pollock's group for the marathon was because of my hamstring yeah i was still niggling my wee bit and i just thought we're coming was coming out of the cross country season again coming in summer and i was like you know what i don't want to do any speed work here in case this goes on Mm. again because that's how fragile it was and he says look if I get this
1: opportunity and doing a marathon, then I'll, I'll give it a go. Not a enough, then, I want to come to that in a wee minute. So two thousand. If you think about the discipline, because it takes a lot of discipline to get those times. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Like, and you're sitting here as trim as can be, and you can tell you've <laughs> got a lot of conditioning. Um, if you're breaking the disciplines down, is your diet any different now than it was in two thousand thirteen? Yeah, I've started the night it was more. Be watch what I eat what type of, what type of things
0: a bit more chicken based now and, you know, passive stuff like that right you know, right nice
1: getting new protein, nutrients yeah. in just yeah. really getting your body and good fuel really i suppose you can perform because it makes all the difference doesn't it yeah getting that, that those type of fuels into you um, and what about recovery then do you focus a bit more on recovery i started now to be recovery <laughs>
0: quite a lot this before it didn't and I think that's there's a lot of it was, say I've I've learned over even the last year, mm-hmm. is
1: how important how is.
0: important it is you no know, no to, to take stuff for recovery and
1: because uh. you're pushing your body right to the limit, aren't you? Like week after yeah. week, and it's about really trying to get your body back to a good condition to go again, isn't it? Yeah. And what type of things do you focus on in for recovery then? So do you focus on. Is like
0: sleep a factor, for example? Yeah, well we sleep. It's hard, it's, you know what I mean, you, you sort of try and get to bed around eleven. lab. Mm-hmm. You really should be going probably before that. But it says getting up then in the morning times, you know. So the how, long do you, how long do you get
1: to sleep? Seven eight hours you're trying to get
0: that? You, yeah. not getting it. I'd love to get it, but I'm not getting it, you know. Mm-hmm. You know so like you try six,
1: it, seven hours, though. the more sleep you get, the better you feel, yeah, don't you? Yeah. Obviously. Your body recovers a lot through sleep. Then fueling, then you're just looking to take on a bit more protein than you used to. Is that what you're doing now compared yeah. to 2013? I'm talking about 2013 as if you had some <laughs> bad times that you're. I 2013
0: was it had to do with the, the weight and stuff. I was probably carrying it The 2013
1: profile is the same as mine now, so that's why I'm so interested. <laughs> I've, I've got five years to grind this out. <laughs> Can't see why, why not? And um, so. From a recovery point of view then, do you take like any sort of hot Epsom salt baths or do you take protein after training or what, do
0: you do Train, anything? If you're more, say, getting, say, what if I can get my dinner into my as quick as I can after training. checking uh, so chicken salad, pasta, anything sort of tall, get, get my mm-hmm. fuel up about it, and then it'll be into the bath. Yeah. Warm bath or cold bath? bath a warm yeah i have took notions of the cold bath nipples they're hard they're hard the training's hard now they're hard it? to do especially you're coming in with a cold night and the last thing you want to do is
1: jump in the cold yeah. bath um, i remember i was jumping into the cold bath with the hoodie on <laughs> <laughs> was like, why it's not going to keep you warm like because i know it's just a metal thing so i just stopped So the cold baths but i have to say because the question was asked me earlier on actually today um you know it was a cold bath or a hot bath, but I just take a warm, hot absence salt bath now and it just relaxes the muscles. It's hard, like,
0: it's hard, to, yeah. There's somebody to prove it, like it's, it's hard to do, you know. It's like when you get injured, what were you doing that you get injured, or you're doing too, too many males, or doing this, mm. or doing that, and you're going, How can you,
1: how do you know? You don't, yeah, really, you don't know. And then the training, then, how has the training changed from now, from then till now? So, are you, do you find that you're doing, you know, sort of a bit more longer endurance sort of stuff? Yeah. A lot quicker, sharper stuff?
0: we sort of trying to get a bit more miles in. You're talking back in, know two thousand thirteen, fourteen. 2013, was maybe only doing, some weeks doing 25 miles in a week. Mm. 35 miles the next week. There was never really any routine about it, you know what I mean? Yeah, you were doing your club training on your, your, your Tuesdays and Thursdays, but then outside of that, you could have been racing, you keep yourself, use it as training. Yeah.
1: But no and real structure, right? No, no structure. Just really. sort of just getting what you could when you could, sort yeah. of thing, like. Um, you know, I
0: mean, the coaches are you know, Michael McGrevy tomorrow, he's an absolutely fantastic coach. But for me, it was like, oh, I just really want to do my own thing. Mm. No, I didn't really want to go back into that being yeah. coached. You know, yes, when you were a teenager, you listened to every word he said and you'd done everything he said. Probably that's why it was so good, because you listened to him. I think when you get older, you think you know better, but you don't. <laughs> I, I, think I, think I think that's a problem. problem with <laughs> a lot of athletes out there. They think they know better as you get older.
1: You think you know better and you don't. I suppose when, you're, when it's early on as well, you can. You can sort of freestyle a lot more because you're just new to it so weight's coming off you're going to get improvements aren't you and that's why you sort of think you can get away with it but it comes to a point where you sort of hit a saturation point whereas what you're doing just gets you to that sort of it's the same sort of results over and over again like and that's where it's worth then maybe listen to the people that do know to bring you a bit of structure um do you have a coach now yeah just the club coach yeah so now you yeah, are listening yeah, yeah, uh yeah, more focused yeah, no, on what he's well,
0: saying that he would be in his sessions mm. i wouldn't be in contact with him over the weekend or he wouldn't say what should i do yeah this yeah, weekend yeah. and stuff like that and it'll be more just the tuesday thursday but more now because i'm i'm trying to train for belfast it's just not going to plan quite as well i'm one of them at but thursday then cheesy with the club thursday was some am trying to do my own longer stuff yeah you know I my mean, because you know I'm coach trying to coach what sound really athletes are mm. and they're all swimming ball around you know 5k 10k sort of you know distance where he train training for as martin it's yeah. a different you know i mean you have to get the miles in and no
1: longer it's stuff. The coaches really move, the sort of track sessions, etc., focusing on your sharp and your your pacing, yeah. like. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but the clubs are more has got a brilliant club. I do. So yeah. they do. They've a really, really yeah. good club. Yeah. Like, yeah. and a lot of fast runners in the club. A lot of experience in the club as well. Yeah. And, you know, we had a podcast a couple of weeks ago about you know joining the club and the benefits of that, and <clears throat> especially. Well, they're all the same. They're all good clubs, and they're all good experience in them and um, you will definitely benefit by going along to the likes of the track sessions and things like that. There's no doubt about it. Cause you, t- you take yourself out yourself yeah. as well, isn't it? Like, so if you're going in and doing those intervals, you're pushed around there. Oh yeah. It's, it's just, it's, you know, it's
0: fantastic. You know what I mean? You get into the and how much do they push you on? You know, do you look forward to those sessions or you're like, Oh, I think you look forward to it during the day, but actually, it comes till about ten minutes or five minutes <laughs> before you don't know oh, what am I doing here, what am I doing this for, and then I think it's just that whole buzz in after you finish a good yeah. session. You know what? I'm going well here. That's brilliant. Eh? You know what I mean?
1: I'm glad I've done that. <coughs> it just puts up a wee bit better. Um, innovation back in your head again. So what how mean? how many miles a week are you training now? Well, just generally when you talk about your structure, so it's sort of up and down at the
0: minute now. So if
1: you think about um your lead up to. Dublin. I'd up to Dublin say so that
0: the most that we ever done was around 60, 65 miles in a week. So it you? It seemed to be all around <coughs> 40, 45 miles because it just seemed to focus nearly around the Sunday run at pace. Monday was a rest day. Early on, the start of the, the group sessions. Tuesday then was the sessions when you say
1: your sessions because you're a part of the Dream Dublin Run yeah, is that right? yeah Dream Dublin Run with Paul Pollock actually did a podcast with him when yeah, you were actually doing, doing yeah. <coughs> leading up to that how did you get into that? how did you actually get into that? did you see it advertised somewhere and just yeah I it? just
0: seen it come up on, it was up on Facebook or something I actually seen it that's when it caught me eye so that's what gave me the notion then it says no what this here real good for me I thought it Get into
1: this here. Because like, you hadn't run a marathon in a
0: couple of years, had you? No, it was a long time. I would actually no notion of doing a marathon until I mm. seen that because of you know, friends of mine there all trained for marathon. Like, you're mad, you're mad. <laughs> He's doing that for her. I think 10k's are hard enough. <laughs> it's a big commitment to marathon, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, yeah. And then <coughs> uh, I seen it I said, I'll give us a go, fill this in here, and me a little way. And then so about a week or two later I got the email back and said sorry and I went oh I didn't get in Then I looked at it more closely at the radio sorry for the delay and I went alright oh, but <laughs> congratulations you were in I went oh brilliant happy days that must have been be, a pretty good buzz to see that was I was like oh no <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> going to be double days here 7 or eighty mile a week I was sort of panicked at the time you know. so There's was no hiding behind that Paul's a no, phenomenal runner Paul I, I don't know what yeah.
1: he's he's too I have in my head two twelve. I don't know if that's right or not. Like, <clears throat> but around about that pace, like, and because um, you're you're thinking them guys run like a hundred miles, ten uh, mm-hmm. miles a week. Um, but it was quite a diverse group of people that he had. How did that gel, or was it difficult? Because so many different types of people in that uh, group. Yeah, well,
0: initially, you know, I mean, after the first sort of week or two, you were, you were thinking, well, I'm me i mean you know, there's different range of paces here yeah. you know of athletes and stuff and i sort of like right well if it's just five mile run we're all doing together, and that wee bit better showing up be doing an eight mile run you know sort yeah. of think like that a wee bit but when i when the whole at the end of it, it all worked in perfectly yeah. Yeah. so his
1: the concept really was paul was taken on Twelve runners who have never broken the sub three hours, yeah, and trying to train them as a group, and um, see how many can get across the line in sub three. What was it? What was was there anything that sort of stood out about his training plan that you weren't really doing to begin with? Been the, the pace
0: Sunday runs, run at, at say about twenty seconds off your marathon pace. Yeah, so you know what I mean. You had to train yourself to run at that pace There was no point you looking to turn around and run a sub-3 yeah
1: so that's quite unusual and really then.
0: you have been out and doing 8 minute miles for 15-20 yeah. miles that's not going to work
1: so he was he was the sum, long Sunday run was like 20 seconds off pace yeah and um, sub-3 what is that is it 6.52 or it something 6.50 six yeah <coughs> around that so you're sort of running around 7-10 pace yeah, right. what was the longest distance that you ran 24 Geez, so you're well. Yeah. Twenty
0: four mile now I did step back on the base now. I think it was seven minute miles. I run that twenty four <laughs> I think I actually did get down to six fifty two just by pushing it on a wee bit, which I wasn't supposed to, but yeah, I can yeah. train then. You know what I mean? I basically for a couple of miles and would water on the Brilliant and train I would have run the sub three. So I knew I was in that shape. I knew I was in you could feel the momentum and the strength coming into your body, oh, yeah. But it wasn't until the last, sort of, the last eight weeks. Uh, where I... You know, earlier on I was struggling and there was a lot of guys in the group were improving or catching, you know what I mean? A lot of them, these things are getting me and I was, like, thinking, stuck. Yeah. this one, I just couldn't, didn't seem to want to improve. And then, say, just sort of the last six, seven, eight weeks started doing all the tempo runs, started to come on, started, I think by then it sort of worked out that it wasn't eaten properly, I think that's one of the yeah. reasons it caught on to me, not carving up properly for the longer runs, which I, I can see not carving up properly, what it does to the body, yeah, I learned that big time. Like, you know. It's yeah. funny, it's,
1: it's a difficult balance, um, I was talking to a nutritionist last week who was going to be on a podcast in a couple of weeks. And she says one of her bit hardest challenges is getting people to eat because yeah. <coughs> um, the long distance runners are so focused on keeping their weight down and mm-hmm. they're not feeling enough yeah. and getting a good training session in to get the strength out of that. And they're actually going in too weak yeah. and haven't got enough energy to hold on to the end of the race. Yeah. It's a big mistake we all make because yeah. you're watching the scales through that training load. And you think yourself, obviously, oh, be good. And if I'm three or four pound lighter in a few <laughs> weeks as well, that's always in. That's mm-hmm. I was. I got myself down to ten
0: four. Just by eating light, mm-hmm. was thinking I'm gonna run quicker here, and I wasn't running quicker. And actually, I think one of the testing runs was when I for a fifteen mile run at marathon pace. It was 630. And, six thirty. Uh, and got to be a 12 mile run at 6.30 and I started to go, the wheels were basically coming off and I think it was the last 3 miles it was nearly hitting 7 minute miles and I was, you know, I'm i supposed to run a marathon here at this pace and I'm looking to run a 13 and a half marathon at under 6 minute mile pace and I can't even run six and a half. Yeah. for 15 miles because that day I get up, put the trainers on, this will be easy. And suddenly it wasn't, and then I started to question her, what am I doing here, what am I doing? And then, basically, I was talking to Paul and stuff, he says, when, when was the last time you were eating? I said, well, I had porridge in the morning time, but probably about five hours before. Mm-hmm. He says, look, you need to be starting to watch some carving up and stuff, you know what I mean? And then, yeah, and I started to go back, had to go back through my routine, like, what nights did I run well? What did I have to mm-hmm. eat that day? Brilliant. And then I actually caught on, and then I started to basically carve up. Put, I put I think about four or five pound back on again yeah and it was just, on. just like a it made, you could sort of turn around you can say it made 40 40 seconds of a difference
1: Yeah. a mile putting that extra weight on putting
0: that weight on carbon up properly
1: I think a key thing he done there was is the reflect the reflection is very important and I hear some people just say, you know, sometimes it just happens, sometimes it doesn't. There is an element of that is true, but not all the time. Mm-hmm. Something's happening or something's not happening within your body yeah. that's allowing you to perform well or not perform well. And <clears throat> I first come to like with myself <laughs> by overeating some weeks and think to myself, Shit, I've definitely eaten too much here and like and then having the performance of my life at the end of the week and you just think to yourself, Well actually you know you're well fueled now. Your body's stored because you're doing a lot of training as well. Yeah. It's burning those calories, like isn't it? And it's making sure that you've enough fuel in the tank for when you go out and hit those performances. So how far out was that from about eight weeks? Then? About eight weeks. So it was. Did you find that the training plan was around getting your endurance sort of built up, and that base built up first, and then the last sort of eight weeks was he sharpening you down? We get the pace down a bit or? oh,
0: no, it was more at the start was doing all the sharp mm-hmm. sort of stuff, the <coughs> sharp end. And then say the last eight weeks was basically taking over. It was for me it was uh, the tempo run on a Thursday and the, the the long Sunday run at pace was the two key sessions. The rest of them were basically a rest mm-hmm. day and two of them are rest days and easy five miles. Yeah, just so it wasn't out. huge stuff, like no, it wasn't really. No. For the time that you got, which no, we'll talk no. about was, in a minute. Say, t- it was tempo and then say the pace runs, getting yourself up to 20, 20 miles and then 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last. And then
1: it was just called coming back down again the last three, four weeks in. Yeah, so he was just picking you up to about three weeks before, like yeah. into that 24 <coughs> mile sort of tempo sort of run. It's interesting to hear that because there's so many different techniques and sort of styles for that isn't there like cause, <clears throat> i've had some people on talking about a handsome marathon method
0: yeah.
1: they don't train more than 16 miles or you hear people talking about you know running 40 seconds slower and your tempo runs where you get your pace from it really is i don't think there's any hard fast rule no because no, people's no. bodies I'm, change I'm, that's what i'm hoping yeah that's Belfast Marathon. because people's bodies sort of change and adapt. I think it's important to sort of try different type of training styles and techniques and formulas, I suppose, to see what, which one sort of suits you and, um, just monitor as you're going along as well as to your point. If you're not feeling that energy coming in or if you're sort of dropping back a bit, you you need to question it and try and understand why and try and work out what's going well and what isn't going well. So you can just sort of move that forward a little bit. Mm -hmm. So coming up to the marathon then Dublin Marathon must be a lot of nerves because with you're within a group as well. Did you know at that point coming to the marathon that you were one of the stronger people in the group? Yeah, I, uh, I
0: just, I just, it was, it was tough for me. I was really nervous. I just thought, well, expectations, I'm kind of, you know, don't want to let Paul down, don't want to let the group down. If I start, if things to go wrong here with the group, and then you know, the negative end comes around to the rest of them. And I just, the pressure was was unreal, You know, the last week was must have been the hardest week ever. You just wanted you just wanted it done <laughs> at that stage. You know what I mean? I had a, had a sore heel coming up to that week as well and I was panicking over it if I'd done something,
1: yeah, was I didn't Did let t- it didn't tell Paul. <laughs> Did you taper much going into it like is it a couple of weeks out taper? Yeah, it was the more
0: you stopped your, your longer runs on your Sunday it was reduced to so 12 miles, 10 miles in you know, the last 2-3 weeks and I actually even a couple of weeks before the mark I remember talking to somebody saying, oh, it's just great to feel actually feel like that energy on a Sunday now, because you know, I think every other Sunday before that was, you just lay <laughs> mm. on a sofa near most of the day because you were, you were wrecked, you know, so you could say well I know my legs are coming back because uh, I, I, I can enjoy myself, <laughs> I can actually walk about and do something <laughs> And a Sunday,
1: so I knew you, you know, it was it's just yeah, you're on your way tapering down again. That was good so you can feel some energy yeah. sort of coming back. Right, yeah, you full of energy. <coughs> so that week then, um did you do much yeah. running that week coming up to
0: turn
1: yeah, you're still you know, the five miles and mm. stuff like that, you know, you're and you're heading down to the race itself then because you're all wearing your sub-strip. Yeah, and um, you just go down with friends and then meet with the so group yeah, I down just there? met up then, at the, before the race now, i say so that night
0: before. <laughs> it must have been a lot of nervous energy, mm-hmm. like, I got, there's, I one. Got, there's one, there's one, go ahead. I got to bed at half ten, I went, great, I think got, I got, got to sleep early, I woke up, I heard a bin lorry, I thought, well, happy days, bin lorry, right. it must be time to get up now. I looked at my, my clock and it was like 12 o'clock, <laughs> I'm going, no, and Ever since that, it was like I think I seen. I think the clocks went back that night too. I think I seen two o'clock twice, <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody was arguing at the
1: at the front of the hotel. And all these uh, things start to play in your mind then, don't
0: they? <clears throat> it was a tough night
1: <laughs> because it's one thing training yourself and getting yourself in condition, having those nerves. But because you're in Paul Pollock's group, and you, knew, um. Like I, yeah. running were doing quite a few features yeah, on it yeah, as well. Yeah. Like, so you knew the athletic scene was sort of watching the group and seeing how that was going to progress. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's quite a bit of weight, like, isn't it?
0: Pressure. <laughs> it definitely was, it was pressure. What do you do when you're fueling
1: for, uh, during the race then?
0: I just made sure, say two or three days, that I was carbon up everything, everything, you know, just to carb up. Mm. You know, so pasta, race, a lot of rice.
1: Um, and on the day then, do you use gels or do you use
0: Gels, just practice with gels now through it's the first time I took gels, you know, never take gels before, so sort of practised them through my training runs. Are you taking them any during that, that um, race? I think every three, four mile, four mile I started after my eye, I think it's was like the first one. Yeah, every four mile then after that. So how are you feeling?
1: The nerves sort of slip away a bit like after about six or seven miles. You you start getting into the zone, don't you? Like just sort of focusing on your rhythm.
0: Yeah.
1: And getting your pace going. So how did the race sort of unfold itself? Yeah, so I took off first mile.
0: Uh, got into a group a couple of guys, you know, Davey Proctor and uh, one of the other guys from the group. And I started slipping. We was supposed to talk to Paul before 6.30 pace, that's it. Don't go below six twenty five and don't be going below six thirty five, just stick around. On. And uh sort look my watch. I was sitting at six ten pace here and I Oh no <laughs> So I was nearly turning back on myself just to <laughs> run back the slowest time. So say so I got into the group, uh, we're up just into Phoenix Park, start you know, started to pick up the pace again, I could feel myself, but into that 610, 6.15, mm-hmm. and had to come back. If, you know just wanted to go it's hard, so i think actually only for paul been in that group and him basically watching me you know what pace was going on i've probably been away and that's within that's where you fall into That's where martin runners
1: it's the, a big mistake the, isn't it to fall into that yeah i don't i don't think people realize how away. much quicker 10 seconds a mile is that's, like if you've seen somebody run in 10 seconds you can run a good distance in yeah, 10 seconds a, uh, but if you're doing that that much quicker every mile it does catch up on you like yeah, doesn't it yeah. did you see Paul along the route anywhere then no I didn't know I was expecting to see him but he, he
0: did say his meeting but no I didn't, well, maybe I, didn't it I would tell like 20 but to 22 23 mile point i seen him okay
1: it wasn't like halfway point no, going no, like,
0: I think he just missed me
1: or something or it was further on but he saw it or something <laughs> he just he'd missed you. Just miss me I think he's going too quick <laughs> 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 Brilliant. So what was it like then? the last, did you feel strong right, because it's,
0: it's bloody tough like, isn't it, the last yeah, few miles? Yeah, I like? it was, it was all, basically run with David Proctor. i say, for up to about 17, 18 mile point. like We run. it was great, it got half. Got through the halfway point, I was sort of like, yeah I'm tired but I feel good here, you know, still okay. And uh, it was running on 16, 17 mile, going, I feel great here, like. And I think I actually got that buzz in. I goes, sort of got the 18 mile mm-hmm. and I got was getting the buzz in. The crowds, the whole, right, what point is I supposed to hurt at here? Because I'm not hurting. Mm, brilliant. And then I started to nudge up then. It goes, right, we'll start up into 6.15 pace in time, or 18, 19 mile. I was sitting around that pace and then I got the 20 mile and I was talking to Paul. He says, You get the 20 mile. He says, You can do whatever you want. I said, <laughs> So you know what, I'm going for this here and that's when I just want to slip down in under sub six minutes the whole way. Jeez. I think I've seen 23 and 24 on a, a 5.47 mile. <clears throat> that's unreal, mate. And I kept it going I did slip back up into 5.50 odd, yeah. but all sub six right the whole way in. I think we're really just started probably the last sort of mile. Yeah. My legs were getting tired, I could feel them getting tired. But I was still pushing the pace on, you know, still. Pushing the pace, man. I
1: wasn't dropping. <coughs> that must have been amazing, yeah, then. Because you knew you were well under the sub three. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well yeah. Back, I, knew, like, I knew. And it was a matter of, body. did you go in then with the target of what, what you would have liked?
0: Was Paul
1: in messaged mm-hmm. the night
0: before. He says, Look, he was just talking about target times and splits on. And uh, he says, Look, we'll go for this. What's your plan? And I goes, Look, I think I'm around f- possibly two forty seven. I don't know about two forty five but that's I'm not I'm not going there, I'm going for the two fifty. Mm-hmm. And if I get to the last six mile and I feel great I wanna I'll push it on, I'll try and get down that two forty seven. He goes, yeah, he says, look, I think you're around that two two forty seven. sort of Mark he says, look, target just get the yourself a marathon time. Yeah. You know, that was the main focus. So um, goes, Yeah man it so, was a bit of a then, when I looked at my watch for two It must have be been amazing then to me. see,
1: just to see the clock, because it's a brilliant finish like in Dublin now, yeah, it's yeah. a good long, there's loads of crowds out like, and um, you get a lot of energy from that as well, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Just that last burst of energy. A, so, how did it feel when you crossed the line? Oh, it was just relief. It was just, <laughs> it just, yeah. It really was, it was just
0: relief. No, I was buzzing like. I don't think yeah. I've ever felt, yeah, uh, that's what I didn't get as a child. Yeah, you know what I mean. You were winning races, but you never got that buzz, just because I think you were sp- you were. Sp- you no, know, it's-, it's, it's.
1: It's just different. different. Like, it's a different thing altogether. Uh, together. Isn't
0: I mean? it? It, was, it was, emotional. <coughs> like, cause, you know, I was walking yeah. back to the hotel. And it was, you know, so I got emotional about this thing. Yeah. It was tough. I was like.
1: Because like it's a, actually even though it's a marathon, it's a race. It's it's an individual journey, isn't it? Rather, you're talking about the races that you were winning there. You're going out as hard as you can in those cross countries and you're trying to beat all those people that are around you. And this is uh, like you have a target set for yourself and you put in all that work and that effort and that focus. And then when you cross the line and you sort of achieve that, even though it's a race with a lot of people, it's a very individual thing, like, isn't oh, it? It's, it's, Do you know what I mean? it's all individual. <laughs> <laughs> so, it is. so I seen you there in I think it was Tolly Moore, um, quite recently. When was that, about last month? the border yeah, run the uh, three three weeks ago yeah. and like one of our club runners Chris Bimes, and it. it's a phenomenal runner as well yeah yeah he's fantastic and um, I think cross he's country he's done really well 238 marathon, I think he is as well yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but he's a very clever runner so he is like you know he'll, he'll race very well so during that race you actually pepped him to the post and was it cross country that you'd done before that uh, it
0: was cross country I met him in the trials the Northern Ireland trials really.
1: In the northern Ireland trials because was in swansea wasn't he yes for swansea yeah in swansea um so suppose to talk about that first then so again northern Ireland sort of called and come up the game with those phenomenal times and um, that you had so you went over to for the trials in swansea the
0: trials were in belfast and then the British championships were in swansea <coughs> again so okay that was, so that was my focus as well as the marathon was ready right to going do this marathon training have you get me set up the trials or before two weeks before the marathon, and then the British wow. Championships are three weeks after the marathon. Now, and you, the the British Trials or the British Championships weren't going to suit me because it was only three weeks after the marathon. And you'd run running tired legs, but for me, it was to get the Northern Ireland vest on again, and that's all I wanted to do was to get the chance to get the Northern Ireland vest.
1: Was that two weeks before
0: the marathon or...? The trials for the Northern that was two weeks before the marathon, okay. so... So I how did that drop that
1: in Paul and say,
0: yeah, by the way,
1: <laughs> 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 I'm doing these trials. <laughs> so, were you surprised in how that went, or...? What
0: difference
1: was,
0: was that? I was... It was about 8K, 8K. 8K. Mm. I was hopeful, I was hopeful, I was hopeful. So I knew I was in good shape and finished third. Brilliant. So yeah. was that a nice big
1: confidence boost uh, going into the marathon, or was it well, just I a knew, side? Loop? I wasn't.
0: I wasn't in, was in good shape. I knew I wasn't in good shape. I in, in good shape all summer. Very good.
1: Yeah, so. so then over in Swansea, then there was the you got the chance and put the Northern Ireland jersey back on, and you're forty one years of age now. Yeah. So a big gap from when you last put it on. Yeah. <laughs> it must have yeah. felt good, like to yeah. when you look back and you put on fifteen stone, and you come full circle and you're yourself back into condition and good health and even better performance than so, well sort of differently like, but good at performance yeah. as you had been before and now you're slipping on the jersey again yeah something i never never dreamed of when i started back like I said, no. yeah I just, thought, just imagine that when you're 15 and you're well past that if somebody could have showed you like six or seven years down the road mm-hmm. running a 248 yeah. was it 240, 245 sorry 48 seconds was it yeah
0: yeah And
1: Martin time and then slipping the jersey back. No, I would
0: never, no way. There's no way you can. Never, never believe that. When I get back in, there was around 38 sort of mark for 10k. I thought, well, if we get to 36.5, I'd be over the moon. I just don't even want. And I've got that point where, you know what, I can step. 33s are in my head now, 32s. -hmm. You just need i moment. don't I, I know i mean i can't i can't shut the door now and say no i'm not going to get there because yeah. i know I do, at the town from years ago and,
1: and it's just momentum really you need isn't it it's like <clears throat> okay i'm focusing on this right now but actually if i put my focus and energy into this you know the doors have 32 minutes gonna open up you know yeah. it's there it's just about how you channel your training really isn't it
0: yeah it's it's I'm not doing big miles Mm -hmm. well compared to what I see some people are doing I'm still sitting around that 40-45 mile a week Mm -hmm. now I'd go up I've been up to 60 I've been up to 70 once and go for a couple of weeks and then back down again so I'm not you know there's I think there's room there Mm -hmm. you know especially when you hear these guys doing 90-100 mile a week and
1: they're only clocking (laughs) out 32 10k's you're going well It's (laughs) yeah, it's <laughs> a strange, it's a strange thing, like, cause we had, um, Finbar on the on the podcast a few weeks ago and he's, he's, sort of hitting us 16 minutes, sort of in the 5k and like 34 minutes in the 10k. I think, um, he runs 18 miles a week. It was just so odd. Like, isn't it wow. when you see that, obviously he is swim training and he's bike yeah, training yeah, as yeah, well yeah. and yeah. strength and conditioning training. Is, is strength and conditioning something you're focusing on now more so? No, not really. No. No, 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 time and stuff. You know. Um. So the British and Irish Masters then. Eight k, your time was twenty eight minutes forty nine, seconds. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> but a great experience. there's quite a few people uh, from a experience getting that and getting there from so. our running yeah. scene. Actually went over to that as well, yeah, wasn't it? It was, it was fantastic. It was brilliant. absolutely fantastic.
0: Yeah, I, I can recommend. It's so much, it's just, you know what I mean, with all the teams, that, that night would, uh, forget forget about the race, No, <laughs> there was a big dinner and all after, I so know. there was, and there was a live band, and we had all, all the tables in with all the Northern Ireland, and the English ones, and Scottish ones, and see at the last, it was all, just all the Northern Ireland ones, <laughs> <laughs> all up on the dance floor, dancing, because right, cause we know, everybody knows each other, Yeah. and we have more fun as a, you know, got to a certain point where you know, the rest of the teams got the 10 or 11 you was know, like, we d- didn't know each other.
1: But you can it right there, Northern Ireland ones. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was fantastic. It was a well-organised well event. It was fantastic.
1: Yeah. yeah. And your aspirations then? Well, I know Chris Deviney ran that same race as well, the 8K race. Yeah. He was like 27 minutes. He actually runs it for Scotland he's originally from scotland um so when it came into tolly moore race like chris is obviously one to watch when you go into race are you picking out that person that's like okay yeah it when around? i turned
0: up i seen chris it just not you know. <laughs> right there goes first place
1: anyway <laughs> you know. so how did that feel then because <clears throat> your phone some people
0: take a bit of a slum after the marathon. The performance continued. I just seemed to, I struggled, for five, four or five weeks. I just came to keep training. I just went got the marathon over. It took a couple of days, and then was back into again. Back into doing the hard miles, basically training, training entire legs, and you you know you can go into the British trials. Uh, and knew you wasn't going to do well. At it because of my tired legs, so I just yeah. kept on training through that. So it didn't taper for that. And then there was a lot of races It didn't taper for. And then, say, coming up into the ceiling, it sort of gave out it, it was five weeks after, so right, we'll taper down the week before the, the ceiling and see what happens. And yeah, so we're three and the three, 33. Sure. Was that 50? That was a PB, was it? That was a PB. Yeah, that was brilliant, and like, just straight after or that. 40 50 seconds off the of PB. So it was. That's a phenomenal time, like. You know, it uh, still, believe I'm still, I was tired legs at the time, mm. I wasn't, you know what I mean, I was racing that, and the GPS must have been all over the place, because at one point it was doing six minute miles or something, and I was yeah, believe this, <laughs> and, uh, I, I was, uh, and then I think the last half mile, I seen Neil Weir in front of me, and it, it, he actually gave me a pickup up, and said, well there's Neil Weir, I'll, I'll give me something to chase that, because I've, I've, never, I've never beat him he's a phenomenal runner and yeah. i didn't take any away from him like i think he just made me off too hard that day and uh i said i beat him like, look at the watch when i come in so, sub 34. Delighting, i like was over the moon then yeah. i really was over the moon because i didn't think i was
1: gonna, I was gonna run that quick so before. we talk about i know it's, it's hard to say this like because people have on days and off days like you talk about vice and neil and then natalie <coughs> moore you just saw sort of pip chris as well like that must really give your confidence a real good boost. Like not taking anything as you say away from them runners. Like it's a phenomenal, Chris two thirty eight runner, but that must really put another sort of it, yeah, keeps the yeah, momentum going. Yeah, it keeps doesn't it? Like a, you know,
0: and it's done the podium and winning. I never ever dreamt I would no. any race at all. That would ever be winning a race. Because you had a low, you've
1: start. had quite a few podiums. Yeah, there. I know the burn twelve miles is a tough wee race as well. <laughs> isn't it like <laughs> a rolling summer race especially the time of year that it's yeah. just sort of up around christmas there yeah and, it's, it's <coughs> it's it's and uh, as well with jessica too
0: christmas cracker yeah so the well,
1: that was it brilliant it, it was all around christmas it was yeah, just, yeah. Races. and so you've had quite a lot of podiums now so what's your aspirations for 2019 what about belfast
0: that's so, why i'm um, just things aren't really going to plan at the minute now but mm. A bit of a niggle down my IT band here, and I'm struggling with it a wee bit. Um, it seems like grand when I'm walking about, there's no issues at all until I start running.
1: Are oh, you focused on, so you, you have the marathon there, but at the end of 2019, if you had a Magic One, what would you like to see? Like 10 well, or half? Or if, I get,
0: if I get into Belfast, I'm looking a sub 245. I'm looking at the championship qualifying time for the London Marathon. Yeah. I got into the championship side of it. So I've got a good free age, but I start further up the field in the Is championship. Is that a sub- 2.45 you 2.45 and I'm 38, second, road, I'm 38 seconds or something <laughs> off it now. Yeah, And you, you know, and then Berlin as well, I think. there a lot of ones that are 2.45 and you know, are automatic mm-hmm. qualifying times.
1: You need a lot yeah. of patience, like, don't you? Because you know it's sort of like, okay, if I can run like, what is it? Two seconds a mile quicker. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you need your body to sort of give you that, allow that momentum to come. Don't you Yeah, brilliant. to, uh, of, uh, heading
0: to Venice for the Ma- European masters, targeting that in September time. It's a half marathon. I'll give it a target and I'll give it a go so I'm not gonna do any. That's why I brought want to do Belfast. So then of the summer to recover, mm-hmm. and then start training again. Then say August, July, August. Getting
1: really focused sharp. Yeah, you get yourself a good. For
0: sort of build up towards that. And, and the trials again. Mm-hmm. The country trials again. We'll try and hopefully do a bit better in
1: the, in the trials. What's, what's your favorite race distance? It
0: was ten k. <laughs> <laughs> But I actually think it's half-marathon
1: now. Huh? Half-marathon? Yeah. What do you think is about the half-marathon, rather than the marathon on the 10k? The
0: half-marathon just, it just... It, it's, it's a recovery after. Yeah. Like five or six weeks of you know, recovery. As in a half-marathon, you're okay. You know what I mean? After a week, you're, you're fine the recovery it puts me off the half marathon.
1: that's why i don't or the marathons that's why i don't really want to it's quite mentally fatiguing as well isn't yeah. it like you know because you're <clears throat> there's no room for error sort of that build-up isn't it you know great right for a week or two it just knocks you back yeah, so much yeah. like whereas the half mark it's the same with the half marathon but you're talking maybe minutes rather than 10 minutes on your time like so well thanks very much appreciate that um wish you all the best this year thank you no problem thank you the key message in this podcast is that it's never too late to achieve your best you might just surprise yourself how far a bit of self-belief and focus will take you hope you enjoyed the podcast learnt a thing or two until next week stay safe and keep on moving